Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha. You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's right, John. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are always unrehearsed here on either 1250 a.m. or 105.7 FM. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. If you want to call us, uh, make a comment or have a question, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. In today for Danny Bush, who's out tracking the Wiley Whitetail, is our advertising manager and fishing uh, extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Ron <laughs> Heidenreich. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? And, of course, Greg Janik on the boards, as usual. Now, did you guys have a... Good Thanksgiving, we did. We yeah. uh, we uh, spent uh, Thanksgiving Day with my father-in-law. And, uh, he's in an assisted living nursing home, and they put on a very nice lunch for us. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a good day for us. That's good, Greg. A lot of food, a lot of booze. Can't complain. <laughs> 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 who does? Who did the cooking over by you? Uh, we went by my parents yeah. in the morning and for a little brunch, watched the first football game, and then went to my in-laws. For the rest of the evening. Yeah. You know, that's always tough uh, when, you know, when you're married and you got two in-laws that you have to um, please, I guess. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to both of them. I suppose that happens, Greg, on uh, like in Christmas and everything oh, else, yeah. all the holidays. Yeah. Well, look at it this way. You, you get two really nice meals. Exactly. Then <laughs> I don't have to cook. Yeah, and you don't have to clean up. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part. I I don't mind doing the cooking the on Thanksgiving. It's and my wife and I will do the dishes together while everybody else is sitting there watching whatever, doing whatever. But uh, yeah, it doesn't take that long though. It's not no. too terrible. No, it doesn't. No. So anyway, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, Danny. Danny said he was going to try to call us this morning. Uh, maybe it all depends, you know. So no luck yet. Uh, not when I talked to him during the week. He said he was going to hang out up there and look for a, a big one to come in. So uh, he says they always come out, and he was talking about this on the show, and he said it happened again. They always come out at dusk. Oh, Just yeah. when you're ready to leave, they're coming out into the fields, you know. And yep. So anyway. Um, oh, oh, here, we got an email. Oh, this is good. 
I like this. We got an email from our friend Paul. It says, uh, warning to you and all your listeners. Uh, it's a warning to you and all your listeners to lock up your cars at night. I forgot, and someone broke into mine. They didn't steal anything, but it was worse. They left two Packer tickets on my dash. Oh. <laughs> How do you really feel, Paul? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, anyway, I guess that's how Paul feels. And, yeah, the Packers didn't look too good last week. Well, you know, I like the Packers. I like to follow them on that. But if if it ends up being a bad season, then you move up in the draft. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's what what Greg wants. Greg wants to lose every one of them (laughs) so they get a high draft pick. I said that right when the injury happened. Yeah. Yeah. Following week, lose every game because you're not going to make the playoffs. You know, um, I was talking to – I mean, I was listening to Tim Allen yesterday and said, you know, he's always got hope, right? Always got hope. Eternal optimist. Yes. And uh, that's only with the Brewers. But I'll, no, he was, yesterday he was, he, he had hope for the Packers still. But yeah. anyway, I look at it this way if they lose against the Browns, no. <laughs> there is no hope. <laughs> and that, yeah. and, oh, and, that, and that's a very, that's a possibility. But anyway, uh, folks, just to let you know, we have our NFL football picking contest uh, at 720, so you want to be be in tuned for that because uh, uh, it's going to take some real soul-searching about who you want to go with. Yeah. Taking the points, not taking the points. So, Ron, yesterday you, you were telling me this morning that uh, yesterday the with the beautiful weather, that out at Pewaukee Lake at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle shop, shop, that fishing was great, catching was not so good? <laughs> when, whenever you get Indian summer weather in the month of November, the fishing is great and the catching is horrible. Uh, I was there from 1130 until uh, 4, mm-hmm. and uh, and the parking lot was filled. We had to wait a full boat ramp, and not one muskie was caught. Really? Not one. It's just the, the fishing is great. The catching is terrible. Wow. Now, there might have been somebody launching at the other end of the lake that maybe caught one. Absolutely. But you, don't know. But you got a lot of good fishermen that are launching over at Smokies. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And it's just the, just the sheer number of boats. I would yeah. have thought somebody would have stumbled into one, but yeah. uh, not the case yesterday. Wow. It's, it's you know, talking to a friend of mine yesterday, we agreed on the same thing. It's, when when you get this kind of weather in November, it's a great to be out there. But you know, and and you can always catch a big one. You just never know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't catch them sitting home on the couch. But on the other hand, uh, it can be a waste of time and with weather like mm-hmm. this. Well, you know, today and tomorrow going to be in the mid forties, right. and then Monday and Tuesday going to be uh, hitting fifty. Right. So we got really four really good days to be out on the water. I think as soon as the weather really heads salt so to speak Mm -hmm. that's when the fish are really going to start to get going yeah yeah and you know um now the water temperatures uh they should are they in the low mid 40s oh yeah yeah Yeah, they're they're hovering around you know depending on where on the lake and what time of the day 38 to 42 yeah but we've had skim ice uh in front of the shop two times already oh really yeah a matter of fact one guy uh Wednesday morning, I believe it was when he backed in. He broke a tail light on a on a trailer because he, you know, backed on, into on the, the ice. Skim ice, yeah. Right? So we've had ice twice, but it's you know it it melts off and yeah. And, uh, but it's it's right there. The water's right there. Yeah, you know, um, a number of years ago, I forget three, four, five years ago, John Gillespie did something on his show with a young fella out at Bass's Bay on Big Mosquito, 
that I never, ever would have believed. I mean, if you read all the Basson magazines and Basson books, this was never supposed to happen. Everybody thinks that when the water is really cold at 40-degree water temperature or whatever, he, he actually was out when it was like 43 degrees. That's pretty cold water. Mm-hmm. And and when you're bass fishing, we've always been told that you got to slow down. Right. Because the fish, fish's metabolism is slower and all that. Well, John and this fella, and this guy took them out to uh, Bass's Bay, and they were doing this. They were using lipless crankbaits like a Bill Lewis rattle trap. Sure. Using lipless crankbaits, cranking them fast over the tops of the weeds in four, five, six feet of water. And they were smacking bass after bass after bass. And it goes against everything I have ever learned or read. I mean, and I myself, since since that's what I learned, you know, right. growing, all, over all these years, you slow down a little bit, work a little slower. I never would think of throwing a rattle trap. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> over the tops of shallow weeds. Right. Yeah, and they were doing it and catching. Do you? Re, I do. I don't know if you I remember, remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And that. and and it just blew my mind. And it just goes to show that we as anglers, we can constantly learn something. Well, we can don't figure me. out reasons. We can we can figure out reasons why not to catch fish rather than <laughs> figure out reasons how to catch. Yeah, fish. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's always easy to blame it on something. Yeah, uh, when you fail, but uh, you know. And which and 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 there are a lot of reasons to blame, right? You know, but but still, you, you know, you, it seems like we we're, 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 you learn new things as you go on in life in fishing, you know, oh, yeah. and and because you know, fish, they don't read the same books we do and all that, <laughs> you know, know, so they they do what they're gonna do, and and that's why I've always said the more you can learn about the species that you're going after, you know, where they like to hang out, where they spawn, where. What type of food do they eat at what time of the year? And what, you know, the more you can learn about the species that you're after, the more successful you will be, you know? True. And I was just thinking about this the other day. I, I, it's one of those things that you, you ever you ever lay in bed and you're just thinking about different things, you know, and before you go to, you know, not off to sleep, you know? And I was thinking, I, I remember years ago, this one guy said, uh, Somebody's asked him when the best time to, and I was a young fella then, you know, and guy, somebody asked the guy, when was the best time to go fishing? And uh, somebody said, uh, it, it was kind of like an audience deal. And one guy said, oh, early in the morning. You got to go early in the morning. Well, if it's for walleyes, you got to go at night. You know, these are the, right. and, and this guy, this older fella said, no, no. The best time to go fishing is any time you can. <laughs> and That's I right. thought, you know, that was so apropos. Right. Because that is so true because, let's face it, we can't always go when the conditions are perfect. No. We no. can't. So you got to go when you can. And just, you know, spending time on the water, you, you, your chances, the more times you get out on the water, the more you increase your chances of actually catching fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the more your lures in the water, the better, you yep. know. Yep. We did studies uh, when I used to fish bass tournaments around. We'd, we'd, I would do a study where how, how long it would take for each cast and retrieve with different lures, okay? And then I would figure that out for an eight-hour tournament day and then mine, and then the running time from mm-hmm. spots because I was trying to maximize how many casts I could get. <laughs> 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 you know? and, and when you think about it, yeah, the more your lures in the water, 
the better chance you have, right, you know. Right. Uh, but it, it it's interesting about all these different things that we learn and all that. Now you don't you don't deer hunt anymore, right? No, I gave uh, that up about twenty years. Yeah, ago. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, I had a difficult time hunting on on public land. I had some nice private land to hunt mm-hmm. on, and when the public land uh, when the private land dried up for me, mm-hmm. uh, it was just hard to do. Yeah. Well, this is the second week of deer camp, and a lot of our listeners, of course, are out hunting. Right. <clears throat> a lot of them have already shot shot their deer, and they're back home, you know. Right. So uh, my friend Sal, him and uh, one of his sons, uh, they uh, they got a deer. They got a couple of does. Okay. And now he's uh, going out this morning hoping to see a, a buck. There's been a 12-pointer on his trail cam, and he was talking to the farmers in the area that they've seen this 12-pointer too. So he's going to go out this morning with one of his sons and hope that uh, 12 yeah. point, pointer comes by. Wow. Well, so we'll see. So it's either going to be that or another doe. And he likes taking the small does. Well, you can't eat the horns. So. That's right. You can't eat the horns. Exactly right. But he likes shooting small does. Really? He doesn't want to shoot the real big ones. He feels that the smaller does are much better eating. Well, so. it, you know, if you're looking at it from a <laughs> from a uh, a herd size, uh, quality of the herd size, you're better off taking a small doe because she's probably not been bred, mm-hmm. and so you take her out of the uh, uh, out of the system. Mm-hmm. You're taking one deer out rather mm-hmm. than a, a, a good mature yeah. doe that's that's been bred, and yeah. you might be taking three deer out yeah, of the system. Right, and that's one of the things he told his uh, his one son-in-law that hunts up by him now. He's uh, earlier, you know, last weekend he said we're shooting does because they have so many does out by them. It's it's crazy. They're all over the place. He says, we're all taking does first, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll wait for a buck. But we're all taking does right away, right. which is not a bad idea, no, you know, no. which is a good idea. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks. Hey, I've got uh, something interesting, too. I want to, I guess, uh, I don't know, not complain so much, but bring up something that a lot of deer hunters have thought about. And, and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit on the show about registration of deer. And we'll be right back with more and with Ron Heidenreich sitting in today for Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. There is a house. Hey, welcome back, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. A little gloomy out this morning. Sun isn't quite up yet, so <laughs> it must have rained last night because it was did wet it? by my house. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice any precipitation. Did it? It Craig? did rain. Yeah. Yeah. I was here doing the Admirals game and I left yeah. around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and it was raining. Oh, how about that? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, we got a caller on the line. Who do you got there, Greg? We have Kevin from Greenfield. Kevin. Hey. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. That's uh, good that to hear. Good Admirals game, wasn't yeah. it? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I sure did. I had my ham for Thanksgiving. Oh, you you had the traditional ham instead of the traditional turkey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, nothing wrong with that. Anyway, do I sound a little froggy this morning? Yeah, you do. You got a cold coming on? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> you know, me me being up recording all these programs, it uh, doesn't. Anyway, do you know Charlie Potter? As a matter of fact, the guy who runs the Milwaukee Sports Show? No. He's uh, He's got that show in Chicago on oh. um, 
seventh. Well, it might. You know what? That might be the same guy. What kind of show is it? Is it an outdoor show? Yes. Oh, I bet you it's the same guy. There's a guy named Charlie Potter who I knew, knew years ago who ran the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show, and I think he still does. So no, it might be the same no guy. GM. Yeah, but I think it might be the same guy because he's an outdoors guy. Oh. So you know. Anyway, how did the how did the fish crappie get its name? I don't know. You tell me. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean. Uh, or if you're down south, Richard, they're called crappies. Yeah. Oh? <laughs> Crappy. Oh, come down, on. No, I'm serious. Down south, they call them crappies. Up north here, we call them crappies. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously. We're down south. Way um, down south. Alabama, Georgia, Alabama. Louisiana, all those places. Yeah, yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, With, down there. Uh, <clears throat> the... Um, I told you how I I told you last week how I fed the deer. Yeah, right. I didn't want to do that, Tom. Why not? They got to uh, eat. I hey, mean, they got to eat too. I know, but <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to feed a deer. Well, it's better. It's better for the deer to feed you then, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> what I like is what I like, Tommy, is uh, that that uh, deer sausage. Oh yeah, that's excellent. So you do eat venison. You do like venison, huh? Oh sure. Oh well, that's and, good. And uh, oxtail soup. Oh yeah, that's always good. Um, I wonder if you could make a deer tail soup. <laughs> Not the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey, listen, Richard. Thanks for the call. We do no, appreciate Kevin. it. Oh, I mean, Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. Thanks for the call. We do appreciate it. We like hearing from Kevin every now and then. He keeps us on our toes. Yep. You know. Asks us some uh, intriguing questions. Very much. I have no idea, Kevin, where the name, name Crappie, Crappie came from. Or, or any of the names. Nah, right. Who yeah. knows? I, who knows? I don't know who started that stuff. You know, there is no such thing as a walleye pike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a, I, I see that on a menu in a restaurant. It's like, you know, what? I know, you know, and people look at me like I'm a big jerk when I bring it up. I remember I was at a pick and save one time, and I asked the butcher, I said, What's this fish here? He says, walleye pike. I said, did you know there is no such thing as a walleye right. pike? It's either a walleye or a pike. And he says, well, according to the DNR, it's a walleye pike. I said, I don't know. Look inside a DNR pamphlet. They don't call anything a walleye pike. No. I says, I don't know. where." And, and the guy looked at me like I was being a big jerk. I don't even think they're in they're, I don't believe they're in the pike family. No, they're not. So, a walleye uh, right. is uh, in the perch family, right. and the pike is in the pike family. Right. But, you know, it's... Uh, I was at you know restaurant too where they have walleye pike on a menu and right. I and and the wait and I point out the fact that there is no such creature, and the waitress looks at me like I'm a big idiot. You know it's like <laughs> why are you bothering me, you jerk? Just get it. You she know what care. it is, huh? She doesn't care. Yeah, no. she, she doesn't care. There to take your order. She doesn't write the menu. Yeah. She just wants your order. Yeah, and a tip. Yeah, and and I mean you know but you you try to point out. To, to these places who sell that, you know, who use right. that terminology, and, and and they think you're just a just an idiot for pointing it out. Well, and, and, the thing mm-hmm. is, you tell the waitress, she's not going to be able to do anything about no. it. No. But no. even if you tell, like, the butcher or the owner or the candlestick maker, the baker, whoever, <laughs> the butcher, baker, candlestick maker, I mean, it, it seems like they don't care. No. Hey, this is, this is what it's called. This is what we call it. Too bad. Yeah. Well, Come on, get it straight, guys. You know, and, and ladies, get uh, it straight. On a on a little bit of a different side of this, uh, eating a fish fry, you cannot get a fry. Uh, I should say you can't. It's very hard to find a Friday night fish fry in the state of Minnesota. Really? Yes, at the walleye capital of the world, 
if it's it's a Wisconsin thing. Really? It is, yeah. yeah. It's you a Wisconsin anywhere else thing. Around in the U.S. Yeah. There's really? three things Wisconsin have that the rest of the world doesn't have, or that, that doesn't do as much as Wisconsin: fish fries, brandy, and old fashions. Oh, I, yeah, I know about the old fashioned. I was in Dallas one time, and I was at this nice, nice hotel. Uh, like I forget what the name of it was anyway. And I'm at the bar, and I asked for a brandy old fashioned sweet. No, no clue. The guy looked at me like. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is that? Yeah. No clue. Well, he, he and then I, I, I told him, I oh, he says that's that thing you guys drink in Wisconsin, you know. And I, he says you must no, he said you must be from Wisconsin because that's what you guys yeah. drink. And I said well, I don't drink it a lot, but it's nice to have one once in a while, you right. know. And then he said, how exactly does that mean? Now this guy's a bartender; he should know that, <laughs> you know. If they don't make them, they don't make them. It's a yeah. different. It's a different I mean, if you thing. Get a, if you get a call once every three years for a yeah. old fashioned, yeah, I can yeah. remember I'm making. Well, same thing with brandy. Ninety five percent of Corbell yeah. is sold in Wisconsin. Is really? that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. See, now I like whiskey old fashions. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean I because I don't know. I might have a bottle of brandy in my house, but I I have a lot of whiskeys in my house, but not brandies. The other thing is, if you go anywhere else and you get a Bloody Mary and you ask for a beer chaser, oh, they'll, yeah. lo- they'll look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> a beer chaser. You, like you know, it's like yeah. you gotta chase that Bloody Mary with a beer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Well, some people I see they they drink like half of their Bloody Mary and they'll pour that little, little that little of glass yeah. of beer in the Bloody mm-hmm. Mary, right? Yeah, in the rest, you know, they got to drink some of it first. I don't. I've, bloody have you beer. Ever, have, a lot of people do bloody beers. Bloody beers. Have you? You Instead like of, that? I don't. I don't. I'm I don't. not a big fan of it. No, no. I like Bloody Marys. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. But I can only have one. There's people that have three, four, and I don't yeah. get that. There's right. only to- so much tomato juice you can drink. Yeah, too much acid. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too much. Yeah. Oh man, you know we were just talking about. I, I'm surprised. Last night we were talking about pressure cookers, okay. and um, I'm surprised I haven't died of some kind of botulism or stricting <laughs> or something, whatever. Because I remember I canned meat a uh, number of years back, but I didn't, and you're supposed to use a pressure cooker when you can meat to get it above a certain temperature, and uh, because boiling water will only take it up to 212, but if you put it in a pressure cooker, it'll, you can get up as, I, well, last night we were up to 255, you wow. know. But you got to be above like 240 degrees to kill any kind of botulism possibility. And I never knew that, and you're supposed to do that when you can meat. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. But I didn't die, so I guess it was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the big cooker. Do you have, have you ever used an air fryer? No, but I've, I've, I've seen those on TV, you know, where they it's yeah. just hot air. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, con, uh, a convention oven. Convention oven that blows the hot air around. Yep. Yeah, it kind of works like that. I, I've seen them on TV, but no, I've never used them. Why have you? I haven't, but no, there's you see them more and more popping up all over the place. Yeah, and I just didn't know if you being the expert no. expert chef you are, if you ever used one. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I'm learning like everybody. I'm just a home cook like everybody else. You know, yeah. trial and error, <laughs> and every now and then there's an error. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't you it, for the the air fryer? Don't you put a little bit of oil in the bottom? I don't know. I, I don't know. I never used one. Well, you know, here's the other thing. You know, when it comes to all these different things you can have, okay, all these, you know, I mean, you just start naming all these different things you have. You only have so much counter space mm-hmm. to put all this stuff on. 
You know, now, I mean, unless you had like a, a professional size kitchen or even a kitchen the size of, let's say, this studio where you could have things lined up, well, yeah, that'd be fine to have all that stuff. But you only have so much room in the house, you know, right. in the kitchen area. That's why, you know, some of the stuff we, we have to put downstairs in the basement. And then when I want to use it, I got to go down and get it and bring it up because we have no more room to put stuff. Same thing in our house. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, some of those things look pretty sweet, you know, and how they work. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like what well, we were talking last night about pressure cookers on how you can put like a roast in there. And it's done in like a quarter of the time as it would take any anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because it gets it up such a high heat and and that that pressure, what is it? It it like pushes the heat in. Well, yeah, it keeps and and it keeps the juices and everything inside too. I mean, it, it's not a bad way to go. But do you want to be pulling out that pressure cooker? Because mm-hmm. it takes a it takes a while for it to get up to that pressure, and right. then you got to leave it sit there for a while. And uh, I'm always afraid of those damn things exploding. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to be careful with them because they can build a lot of pressure in there. That's for sure. Well, listen, uh, coming up next is the, the gut report. Got a little uh, thing that I like to do with leftover turkey. Maybe we can chime in. As a matter of fact, after the gut report, folks, if you want to chime in on what things you like to do with the leftover turkey, give us a call at 799-1250. He's Ron. I'm Tom. That's Greg. We'll be right back of, with more on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors at 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mar Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, what do you do with all that leftover turkey you have? Well, you can give us a call at 799-1250 and tell us. But this is just a couple of things, real quickly, like I do. What I do is I take, I've got an electric meat grinder. Now, whether you've got a hand grinder or electric, whatever, you grind up the turkey meat, you add some salt, pepper, mayonnaise, and finely chopped onions. That's the way we like it. Now, you can add whatever you like. Some people like, I like pickle relish in it, but my wife doesn't. I like a little mustard in it. My wife doesn't. So I make it the way she likes it, and I like it too that way. But if you want to add other things to it, some people add some uh, crushed cashews and whatever, you know, you can put in whatever you want. I also like putting jalapenos in it, but my wife doesn't. She doesn't like a lot of stuff I like. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, making a, a, a turkey salad out of leftover turkey is always something great. Another thing, too, uh, we, we make casseroles of it. Uh, we, we, we do a number of things, you know, I and I also like shredding it and uh, making tacos, you know, mix okay. it with the taco uh, seasoning, you know, and then making uh, uh, taco turkey tacos, basically, sure. you know. I mean, there's a number of things you can do with that leftover turkey. That's why every year we always buy two turkeys. Oh. One big one for Thanksgiving and then one a little bit smaller, like a 14, 15-pounder for maybe sometime in January or February so I can relive this moment all <laughs> over again, you know. Yes. I love it. Anyway. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And you'd be surprised, folks, of all the different things that they carry. Now, it's not for retail. I mean, it's not uh, retail stuff. This is for restaurants 
and grocery stores. Right. <laughs> so anyway, and or if you got a really, really big party, you could order direct, you know? Okay. You know, if they're really two, three hundred people or something, yeah. Anyway, and by discount liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So if anybody, 799-1250 is the phone number if anybody wants to call in with certain things that they do. Right. You know, with, with that leftover turkey, you know, we're, we're always interested in learning new things. Absolutely. You know, My some, wife saw yeah. something. What's that? On the internet where you take all your leftovers. You, so you have your turkey, your stuffing, your mashed potatoes. Yeah. And whether it be your, we do green bean casserole. Okay. With the, the fried onions on top. Yeah, yeah. Take all of that, put little portions of every single one yeah. into a wonton wrapper, wrapper oh, yeah. and deep fry it. Oh, so you have a there you go. Left, uh, Thanksgiving leftover egg roll. Oh, okay. that wow. would be great. Yeah. Ooh. That's egg rolls twist. out of all that stuff. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to try that, huh? I, 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 oh, yeah. I like fried foods. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds good, Greg. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. Gotta think about that. Hmm. The only problem is we we never. It always seems like I never have enough turkey. Yeah. And what about cold turkey? Do you guys eat like cold turkey? I oh. like cold turkey yeah, sandwiches in it. What about turkey legs? I love a cold turkey leg. Nah. The next day, you don't like that? Nah. No, I do. The thigh, not the leg. Yeah, I like. The I leg. don't like messing with the tendons. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of right. lot of that in there, but I don't mind because it's just so good. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of cold turkey. Yeah. It's cold turkey and uh, any leftover rolls you have. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's another thing. Cranberries. Now, do you like it like homemade with real cranberries or the jellied ones or the canned ones, you know? Homemade. You, homemade? What about you, Greg? Uh, I've never had homemade. I've only had the canned. I, I personally love the jellied canned cranberries. Okay. I, I, I just like that. Yeah. And when I make a turkey sandwich, I like putting slices of that on with it you know so (laughs) i've never done that oh Oh, that's uh and stuffing you know everybody's got their recipes for stuffings all different kinds you know and i always make uh something extra i mean we make our regular stuffing which i think is very good all right but what i do i like taking the turkey neck the jib i mean the, the the gizzards and the heart not the liver i'm not a big fan of liver and what I'll do is I boil the heck out of those. Now, like the turkey neck. If you ever tried cutting the meat off the turkey neck, that's very hard to do. Not much. Yeah. Right. But if you boil it for like an hour, I mean really boil the heck out of it, that meat pulls right off. You mm-hmm. can pull it all off and get a little pile of meat. And I'll make like a stir fry with that. I'll use that meat. I'll put some onions, some celery, some uh Whatever I got laying around, it could be uh, little pieces of broccoli or little peas or something, you know. And then I uh, fry that all together with the rice. And then I, and of course, you got to have the egg in there too. You got to have a little bit of that. And then soy sauce, and uh, it's called Frank's Sweet Chili. Hmm. It's it's kind of a Thai thing, I think, the sweet chili. Mm-hmm. So the soy sauce and the sweet chili in with all that stuff, oh, I love it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's gone already. <laughs> But I like putting all those other things in there. And the, the, the gizzards, they're a little chewy. 
They're mm-hmm. not. They're not what you would call oh, that's, tender. That's a hard working muscle. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not what you would call tender. But I, I, I don't mind that little bit of chew in there. Sure, you know, that's fine. But uh, yeah, there's you know. But everybody likes uh, you know some different things. Like we don't make mashed potatoes. We make the potatoes uh, all gratin. No, we 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 do the sweet potatoes. Okay. But my one son, he doesn't care for sweet potatoes, so we always got to throw a big baked potato in the oven for him. What the heck is this, a restaurant? (laughs) Just about. Just about, yeah. My my mother does, uh, she dices up the potatoes and puts puts onions and butter. Yeah, Then throws them in the oven. Oh, yeah. Does she put cheese on top? Uh, Afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. To melt it? Yeah, yeah, just sprinkled shredded cheese over it. Yeah. Did you ever put diced jalapenos in your stuffing? I would for me, but not everybody <laughs> likes that. I for me would, yes, yes, I would. You get that little can of diced jalapenos. <sighs> well, you know what I do, Greg. Or I think green it, chilies, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, green it chilies makes it, makes it less hot if it's yeah. green chilies. Well, you know what I, I? I think I told you this before. I grow jalapenos in the summertime, and then every second year, I'll put an extra couple of bushes in because two bushes of jalapenos gives you all you'll need for all years. Matter of fact, you'll be giving them away. But what I do is I every other year I grow two extra bushes and then I'll can those. And, you pickle them? Yeah, pickle them. And and I'll tell you they, and they last. They last. And you don't need a pressure cooker pressure cooker for those. And uh, so I just put the hot water in there and anyway, it 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 works. Yeah. So I always have I always have sliced jalapenos ready to go. They're always ready to go. Yeah, you know, not everybody likes that stuff, yeah. you know. So, but I do. There, there's a lot of times when I'm making stuff at home, I have to make two separate things. Okay. Because I like like jalapenos in mine, and right. other people don't, so I got to have two separate ones. Anyway, so let's get back to fishing and hunting. Yeah, well, all, hunting and fishing all, <laughs> all time. the time, as John would say. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's right, all the time. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. Just uh, to remind people if they want to get in with a question or a comment. And uh, by the way, you got to remind every, remind everybody, Ron, that at uh, after the six forty five break, we're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle, brought will. brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. and you've got three uh, three right statements, right? three statements. You and, do. And uh, the people have to decide whether I'm pulling their leg or if I'm telling the truth. Yeah, and it's a Hornschwaggle or, or not no a Hornschwaggle. Right. Who do you got there, Greg? We have George from Nominee Falls. Hey, good morning, George. Good morning, guys. What's on your mind today? Good. I'm at Planet Fitness now, and I'm listening to you on the radio. I couldn't help but kind of be enamored about that. You were talking about a pressure cooker. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I'm 65 now, so when I was a young kid, I always remember going to my grandma's house, and she always had this uh, roast beef that would just fall fall apart in her plate. Oh, sure. My mom would make it in the oven. She would, you know, you had to slice it, and sometimes it was tough and things like that. Oh, yeah. So I, I called my mom after after I was married several years, and I said, how did Grandma used to make that that uh, uh, beef roast? And she said uh, she would use a pressure cooker. Yeah. So I started using that, and I'm talking 30-some years ago. Yeah. I started using that, and I've been using them ever since. I, I'll put a... I'll put a turkey breast in there. I'll do it for like about an hour, and uh, then I make I make uh, shredded. You know, I can put ribs in there, make shredded pork, uh, mm-hmm. shredded beef, 
like shredded turkey, cold turkey rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you take the liquid, you put it into a little pitcher or whatever, put it in the refrigerator, and all the grease separates at the top. You just take yep. it off after it's cold in it. But yep. I'm just, uh, I've been sold on those for 30-some years now. Yeah, well, last night was the first time I actually used one with one of my buddies, my buddy Sal. That was the first time we ever did it, and we were both having to read the directions to fi- make sure we didn't blow us up, ourselves up. Right? You know. <laughs> I always, I always heard stories about that, but I've I've never known anybody that that happened to. No. Safe as far as I'm concerned. Well, they, they are. Yeah, they are. This this was it was pretty basic. We we figured it out. Yeah. We're, you know, we, we might be, uh, we might not be the brightest bulbs in the box, but we figured it out. <laughs> you know? well, well, if nothing else, you can eat it off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah right. I guess so. I guess so. Well, hey, now, what did you say you were doing? You're rowing? No, I'm at the Planet Fitness working out. Oh, oh. you're, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're working out yeah, this morning. So, yeah. So I take my iPhone with me and I listen to, you know, you guys or other radio stations. No, no. You, like you can't. Well, after our show, you can listen to other radio stations. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll make a note of that. All right. Well, thanks for calling. All right. All right. You, Bye now. Bye. Um, yeah, you can cook any. If you do a, a big rump roast or yeah, any kind of beef yeah, roast yeah. in a pressure cooker or a crock pot. Oh, the crock pot. The only oh. difference between the two is that the crock pot takes longer. It yeah. dries the meat out. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Oh, yes, it oh, does. No. I don't agree. It's all I, in I the bottom. The meat is bone dry. I, I don't oh, agree no. with yeah. it. I don't agree with that. We make a lot of pulled pork in there, yeah. and uh, pulled. Uh, they call it boozy beef. It's basically pulled beef. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we do we, the same thing. We make some yeah. Italian beef in the crock yeah. pot, and it's just juicy yeah. and tender. And but the difference is that the pressure cooker will do it a lot faster. Yeah, that's the main thing. All right, we got to go to a break, folks. Coming up next is the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. So we need a caller. So we need a contestant at 799-1250. Ron is going to give you three statements, and you're going to tell them if it's a Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. And believe me, you can get a lot of stuff for 10 bucks. It's worth the drive, folks. It really is. So we'll be right back with more. 799-1250. Be a contestant. Call now. We'll see you in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are live, totally unrehearsed, and uh, we're getting ready to play the Hornswoggle question. Do we have a caller, Greg? We do not. We still need a contestant. Oh, we oh, need one, a contestant. Come on, guys. 414-799-1250. That's right. 799-1250. Get that $10 gift certificate. And I'm sure Ron's going to make it easy for you to we got, win. We got, a, we got a question in the, uh, uh, I don't know, three different categories. Let's put it this way. Deer and fish, and turkeys. Yeah, it would be easy, easy. So give us a call, win that $10 gift certificate, take a nice little drive out to Maguanago and spend it out there. Sample their sausages. They usually have a big spread of samples out there on a Saturday. Yeah. Well, actually, every day. Is it? Yeah, every day they've got samples out, but 
I think on the weekend they have even more selections yeah, have, of samples. They might have seven or eight uh, trays of samples. Yeah, yeah. Them. It's it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, well, we finally got somebody who wants to play the Hornschwaggle, which is good. Because, yes. Because we, we like this. I like this segment. This is always there. interesting. Bushy will sometimes make the questions, rather, you know, like when he gets into ballistics and last stuff. Week, last week, they were all about bullets. Yeah, and, I and it was a lot of our hunters are not listening mo, today. Mo, he, yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah, that know. day. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, who do you got there, Greg? We have Bob from Eagle. All right. Hey, Bob. How you doing? You know how to play this game, right? Uh, I've heard it before, yes. All righty. Well, All right. I'm going to let Ron take it over here. All right. So what we're going to do, I'm going to make three statements, and I could be pulling your leg, which would be a hornswoggle, and if I'm not pulling your leg, it's a no hornswoggle. So you ready? Yep. Okay. This past Tuesday, the turkeys that President Trump pardoned were named Drumstick and Wishbone. Is that a hornswoggle or a no hornswoggle? Mm, I'll say no hornswoggle. That's correct. Hey, All right. Good for you, Bob. So you're you're halfway home. <laughs> All right. With the deer season winding down, let's talk a little about a little deer behavior. The timing of the rut, which is pretty much winding down right now, is directly tied to the first frost of the fall. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? No hornschwaggle. That's a hornschwaggle. Actually, whitetails, when it comes to the uh, uh, getting the rut started, the photo period or the length of daylight regulate some of the hormonal production that's directly tied to antler growth in the beginning of the, the breeding season. And, and you know, so the length of the day has more to do with it than the temperatures outside. Um, it's it's nature's biological clock. I thought, I thought you said the frost initiates is directly, it. Is directly, I said it was directly uh, hooked up to the rut. It's it not, not directly. No, it's, it's photo period is the main thing. Oh, I got confused at the question. Did well, you get confused, Bob? Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I was I was confused, too. I was confused, too. Well, let's see how you well, do on this third yeah, one. Yeah, let's see how you do on the third one, and if not, we'll give you a uh, we'll give you a pardon on that second one. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> okay. The musky, fish, the musky fishing season closes uh, in Wisconsin south of Highway 10 on December the 31st because the muskies don't actually even feed in the wintertime. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That's a no hornschwaggle. All right. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, you're you're a winner no matter what. You bet. Now, uh, you got to stay on hold, right? Yeah, yep. you got to stay on hold so Greg can get your uh, address in that, and uh, I will send out that ten dollars gift certificate. All right. Thanks. Have a good holiday. Guys. Thank you. You, you too. too. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yeah, Bob won a ten dollars gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. If you want to learn more about Bucky's, just go to Bucky'sMeats.com. And you'll find a whole listing of things that they carry and things that they do, like catering and that. So you definitely, you know, and it's more than just meat. They got a good selection of stuff out there. Yeah, they got seafood Very too. Good. And I'll tell you, my, their jerky, I got to admit, is my favorite. No offense to my son's uh, uh, father-in-law, Bob, out here in Muskego. He makes a terrific jerky too. But I got to admit, Bucky's has been my favorite for well, a long time. They've been a long time sponsor. You know, I've been I've been handling the advertising for five years now and they've been with us all of that and yeah. before that. So they've been a yeah. long time sponsor and uh yeah. they treat us well. Yeah, long time so, friend of the show. Yes. And uh we do appreciate their their sponsorship of our show and uh, and they do have good stuff. You know that, that's the nice thing about having people that advertise with us that we can honestly say, hey, 
Right. That's a great place, you know. Right. All of our all of our sponsors are like that. Right. You know, they really are. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we haven't had any problems with uh, where uh, people were unsatisfied with uh, the sponsors' performance. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I gotta I gotta point this out. When I was giving away the hats and the mini mites to the vets two weeks ago, if you were supposed to receive a orange cutting edge outdoors hat, and you didn't get it. Call us at 799-1250. Call us and let me know because what happened was I had two slips that said hats, and when I got home, I only had one. So somebody didn't get the hat. You got a hole in your pocket, huh? I, I, I don't know what happened. It was when I, maybe I dropped it when I was taking them out or, or whatever. I don't know. So if you did not receive your hat, don't complain. That was my fault. Just call us and let us know. Tar and feather them. Yeah, right. Now, speaking of wine, <laughs> wine, <laughs> wine. Well, I was just gonna say that my uh, my friend, my excuse me, my son's uh, girlfriend brought over a bottle of homemade wine. Oh wow! And it was actually very good, and okay. it looked very professional. They had the label on it. This was that. Heather. Yeah, Heather's okay. uh, a friend of Heather's. Yep. Uh, she does. Uh, she owns a Casa Grande Hair Salon. Where I get my hair cut. And where I get my hair cut. And nothing else. <laughs> That's right. No, no nails. No nails, no tint job, no right. ear piercings. Did you know? Well, if... my tinting is natural. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine too. But, you know, did you know that if you go to Casa Grande's hair salon, you can get a free ear piercing? I saw that sign. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do uh, waxing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think they yeah. do. I, I, do, you get, do you get waxed? No, I don't do nothing but getting a haircut. That's it. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing. You don't get your bikini wine no, no, waxed for no, your wife? No Brazilian wax <laughs> no. or nothing like that. No, no. Maybe your wife's going to get you that for Christmas. Yeah, Who, right. Was that? Oh, that was that one uh, hair salon in Mayfair that, that we had the girls in the studio that one time they were talking about. Oh. John was talking about the bikini waxing and all that kind oh, of stuff. Or Brazilian I can wax. only imagine John, that one. Uh, God, John, it was hilarious. John always takes it down to the – he would always take it down to the lowest level. Just about time when you got to hit the dump button. <laughs> yep. It's like, okay, enough of that subject, ladies. <laughs> Knock, knockout salon that was. Oh, yeah, Knockout yeah, hair salon. Yeah. And they're not around anymore. I don't know. I they, never... were, they were across the street from Mayfair. Yeah, I don't think I they remember. are. Yeah. But uh, uh, Heather's place, Casa Grande in Germantown, she's, God, they, that place has been there a long time. Yeah. It's a nice well, one. Well, you know, that's just. Where is it exactly? <laughs> uh, Western uh, Avenue and Mequon Road. Yeah, that's uh, 167 the... East. About halfway between the old Gander Mountain and Sendex. So you get off on Mequon Road? It's yeah, on Mecklen Road yeah. in a strip mall. Yeah, 167 East. You you go east to uh, Western Avenue, mm-hmm. and they're in the shopping center that's on the northeast side right. of that intersection. And and, and it's a pretty good-sized place, you know. Mm-hmm. But I even have to make appointments. Well, I, yeah. always, I make mine uh, a month Heather, out always. Yeah. Heather, Heather, when they were over, I said, hey, Heather, I, uh, this is uh, the last time they were over, I, and I was going to get a haircut. I said, hey, Heather. When do you have available? I need a haircut. She says, you'll have to call the salon. <laughs> well, they, they, well, they got the book. She's got the book there. They got yeah. the book there, So, and she doesn't know who's all making appointments, so you'll have to call the salon. I should just ask her if she just brings some scissors over. They're not the house. supposed to. I know. They're not supposed to. Is that right? They're not supposed to? No, they're not. No. not. You're, they're licensed, and they're not supposed to You know, do side jobs. What if, she, what if I didn't pay her for it? Could uh, she do it if I didn't pay her? Probably. Ooh, I got to call her and ask her, hey, 
Editor, <laughs> I just won't pay you. <laughs> so you mean you mean you pay? Yeah. I, I don't pay when I go over there. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> what the heck's going on around here? No, I pay. That's... I pay. No, actually, she told me that she, I, she would do them for free for me, but I said, "No, you're in business right. to make money. You know, I got, you know, I got to pay you." you and know? she's got a partner in there. Yeah, she's got a partner. Her partner one night, I'd have to give her partner something. That's right. You know, and it would cost you twice as much. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I always do. Yeah. So. Although I I should revert back to my uh, not cheapness uh, frugalness. Okay. <laughs> I should revert back to that. Is there uh, a is there a fine line there between cheap and frugal? Yes. Okay. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> Frugal sounds nicer. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, folks, don't forget to be tuned in uh, at about 7.20 when we do the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. Uh, did Oh, you know, something was brought up real quick. I know we're getting off of the hunting and fishing stuff, but we'll get back what? to it. But did uh, I heard on the big show that... Guys who were on the big show that were going to certain bars, you know, whatever, for like the Packer games, that they're not as busy as they used to be. Did you hear about that, Greg? It's 100% true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to go out they're, to, nobody wants to go out to watch the Packers because they know they're going to lose. Yeah. So yeah. they don't want to go out. And it, now they would go out if they knew they had a chance to win. Correct. Right. But if you know you don't have any chance of winning, I think the the Bears game was an anomaly. No, an anomaly. 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 Boy, try to say that three times. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was just an anomaly. You know that they actually pulled that one out and won. It was the Bears, and that's true. Yeah, you know they got a rookie quarterback and all that, but uh, but I don't think anybody gives them a chance. No, no, this weekend. But with the point spread, we'll see what happens when we pick. But right now, it's 7 o'clock. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 